Welcome to the Homeschool High School podcast, brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki, and I am so excited because I get to meet again on the screen an old, old friend that, oh, we met like 10 years ago at our beloved two-to-one conference. So this is Suzanne Gose, and she is from Flip Flop Spanish. So have you ever heard a cooler name for anything? You know, like, oh my goodness. So Suzanne, tell us a little bit about you and your homeschool journey. Okay, so I was a public school teacher way back before babies. I know it's hard to remember. There was a time when we all didn't have babies and then this part started. So back in the day, I was a public school teacher. I taught Spanish and public speaking and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. I was gonna fix it from the inside out. Um, And then when baby number one surprised us, we decided I would stay home and uh, make sure no daycare and things like that until mm-hmm. he got to kindergarten age. And I was really bored. Um, it was very boring. That baby was not <laughs> near as challenging as 80 public school students in middle school and high school. Yeah. So I had heard about these people called homeschoolers and thought they were fairly psychotic, but I thought that's okay. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll maybe let them use up my daytime hours a little bit more. And so I emailed and said, does anybody want like a Spanish tutor or a Spanish class? And the next morning I had 42 emails in my um, inbox, which was a bunch back then. Yeah. (laughs) And so I started my classes back when my firstborn was nine months old. I Mm -hmm. met homeschoolers and I was smitten. I had no idea that teenagers could look you in the eye, um, lean forward and be interested Mm. you for class and and like be interested in my well-being as an adult it was Mm -hmm. shocking to me I did not know teenagers had that bone in them yeah and so I asked all the parents I said what are y'all doing because I want my tiny little baby to turn out like these kids right here yes they all just shrugged their shoulders and were like I mean we just homeschool I don't know (laughs) and so boom I became a homeschooler Well, and I think it fits your personality. You're such a friendly person. When we met way back at, at two to one, we were just, you know, it's a very relaxed conference. Yeah. And I remember us hanging out in the hotel room, just chit chatting to, I don't know how, what hour. The I don't know why you let me in your room, but you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't think I left till like midnight. We said, we got to go to bed. <laughs> Wild version of homeschool mom party. And, you know, we're sitting around eating snacks and talking till midnight. Yeah. So. But it's it's uh, always stayed in my mind, you know, like flip flop Spanish. What a cool thing! And uh, and then when we reconnected just recently, I go, oh my goodness, you know, here's Suzanne again. It's it's so wonderful to see you and talk to you. Yeah, yeah. So how okay? So how on earth did you come up with the name flip flop? Right, flip flop. So back when I was making all those packets for those homeschoolers mm-hmm. and creating my own curriculum. Cause I couldn't find anything that mm-hmm. was, you know, once a week type of thing. So I started making my own people started asking, Hey, I can't come to the classes. It doesn't fit my schedule or whatever. Mm-hmm. Can you just print the packets for me? So I started doing that. And my husband pointed out I should get published. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I want something that is um, automatically reviewing. And mm-hmm. so I put one page right side up and one page upside down and so our initial workbook, which is, you know, it's not even our main thing anymore. But back then, that was our my main thing was a workbook. And uh, so we called it flip flop because you work oh, through it one way, flip it upside down and work back to the front. And you kind of accidentally see all the stuff you've already done. That's so, so cool. Yeah. That so then I added the flashcards, which that's our flagship now because uh, my second kid has visual processing disorder. Uh, and so kid number one loved workbooks, mm-hmm. ate them up. Kid number two would not touch a pencil. 
Mm-hmm. And so um, we came off the flashcards and then I saw everybody gravitate towards this non-reading, like you don't have to read and it trains you to think in Spanish. Yeah. So it still worked with the flip-flop, right? You pick it up, flip it over, flop it down. So yeah. uh, we just kept the name flip-flop Spanish. And, um, oh. and, and so then, for, for teens with learning issues, yes. this is a, a nice way to introduce Spanish and kind of help them to, to think that way. Yes, so. it's very therapeutic. And and my boy, it, it really helped him because he was able to, he was like, oh, I'm not dumb. And, yes. you know, and that was gutting when he said that to me. Yeah. But no, you're not dumb. You have yeah. a processing thing, but you can think in Spanish. You can put together yeah. sentences. And it was really therapeutic because he could actually lay yeah. those cards down. And it helped yeah. him with, it was therapy. Yeah. Um, speaking in two languages with the yeah. photos only, it was great. Yeah. So. Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. So we, we were talking about motivating teens, you know, like there's all kinds of teens. And a lot of times thinking about, oh, you know, I've got to have like a world language on the transcript. I don't really want to do that. Yeah. So we we're talking about how to help teens find their why, you yes. know, and then a way that works for them. So let's, yeah. let's talk about that. Like how, as you've been working with teens, what are ways that you have found to help teens find their why for right. learning Spanish or any world language. It, it's super important, especially with Spanish, because we're all kind of trained to be monolingual and they just mm-hmm. check it off. They put on their transcript and they don't ever use it mm-hmm. um, because they mm-hmm. haven't found that motivation. Mm-hmm. So there's a few different ways. Um, one of them is it's just that it's fun. It's yeah. interesting. And so it's a it's a decoding thing. So if you can make it game like with the flashcards, um, speed rounds, charades, um, memorization, you know, beating mom. Like if you put your flashcards on a ring and he puts his flashcards on a ring, who can go mm-hmm. faster? Mm-hmm. They love to show off their memory against you. And so just competition is a good why. But long-term, I would say the biggest thing that helps students to be motivated is the industry recognizing that you can make 10 to 15 grand a year more in any industry if you speak sick, well, Spanish. It's not any second language. Yeah. Some of my friends went with French and you don't that make work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the yeah. same. It has to yeah. be Spanish, at least in America. Yeah. Some places can be uh, Mandarin. So mm-hmm. California or um, New York, you can do Mandarin. It's bilingual, but uh-huh. Spanish is really by and far the best option. All right. So let's say that again, because okay. you know what, especially our, our sophomores, juniors, and seniors, they are starting to think about what happens after they graduate. Yes. And plan for the future. So, what is it about being you know, bilingual with Spanish? Ten to fifteen thousand dollars more per year, which is pretty much a house payment, um, at least down here in Texas. It's maybe not as much anymore, but it's basically like getting a free house every month because that amount of money, you're doing the same job, you're doing the same thing, showing up at the same time for the same length of time, the same place, wearing the same stuff. But because you have the ability to communicate with truly double the number of clients coming into that operation, whether it's construction, retail, nursing, medical, uh, firefighting, um, anything technical all the way up. If you have a second language, they usually have a certification program that will you check that mark. Yes, they passed it. Ten thousand dollars more minimum all the way up to 20 and more. It it, it fluctuates and typically higher. So mm-hmm. if you're looking for why should I do this mm-hmm. and also job security, right? If there's two people sitting there and one guy can, needs to be fired, one guy needs to be let go. Is it going to be the one that speaks one language or two languages? 
So if they're equally qualified and the company's doing layoffs and, and has to do, you know, cut the payroll, the one that brings the most value to the organization is the one that's going to stay. Mm-hmm. And so, so we're thinking, you know, in practical matters, these kids are thinking about the future mm-hmm. and, you know, they can go to college or they can go to, to a vocational program and get a good job. Yeah. But if they are bilingual, especially with Spanish, that, that very likely their income is going to be significantly higher, better job security also. Yeah. Like, man, that's an important thing to think about. Yes, that's a very important. Boys usually gravitate towards that motivation. And then the girls um, gravitate towards being helpful. It is such a charge to be this little blonde hair, blue eyed girl. And there's somebody that needs help. And she's trying to communicate and she can't. And you recognize the Spanish. And even if I like in my first year at Baylor, I knew very little Spanish. I didn't take it in high school. I took French. I was silly. And so <laughs> it was beautiful, right? We took the beautiful yeah. language. <laughs> yes. And so we loved it. But um, but my first year at Baylor, I knew just enough to help somebody and nobody uh, else could. Oh. Uh, what if I hadn't been there? What if I didn't yeah. know Spanish? What if I continued on with my French? That poor mm-hmm. lady would still be, it would have been wasted okay. time. So stop and tell that story about when you helped the person. So you're a, you're a young person with just a little bit of Spanish. Yes. Tell that one, story. One semester. And so I'm, I'm walking because I was a poor college student. So I walked everywhere. I rode my bike. Mm-hmm. And there was a lady that her, her, I guess, I don't know if it was a flat tire or what. She had car problems. Like I said, Spanish wasn't so great at that mm-hmm. point. The car didn't go uh-huh. and she needed help. She couldn't find a phone. We did that was before phones. Oh yeah. And she didn't know where to go. She had two kids mm-hmm. and she's like, Where's a phone? Where's a phone? Mm-hmm. And everybody's just looking around. And there's not a whole bunch of people. There's probably maybe 10 people. But she kept on saying, Where's a phone? Can you help me find a phone? Mm-hmm. And I understood. And I was like, it and I was able to communicate to her. It's that way, to the right, but a door that's red. And uh, I couldn't stay. I had to get to class and blah blah blah. Yeah. But I could set her on the right way and get her going. So and you it, knew enough Spanish that this poor stressed mama, yes, you heard her say, where's the phone? You knew enough Spanish yes. to know that's what she was asking for. And you knew enough Spanish to give her directions. Yes. And she could get some help that she needed. Yes. It yeah. was such, and I went, whoa, this is worth it. Because, uh, you know, that's going to happen, especially down here in Texas, but really mm-hmm. anywhere. Why mm-hmm. not increase your influence? Mm-hmm. And so that's not talking about brain health and mm-hmm. industry and all the other things. There's so many other reasons to do it. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. those two, from mm-hmm. job security and being able to provide mm-hmm. for your family or yourself, mm-hmm. and then being able to influence the world, double the number of people. Yes. That's pretty big. Yeah, I know um, for our teens who need volunteer hours, if they have a little bit of Spanish, like our our family doctor has a, he's part of what's called an open table network where the the patients in his practice can volunteer helping with other patients. You know, it stays within some HIPAA parameters. But one of the things that they need is some basic Spanish translating. And so high schoolers or, or, you know, moms with extra time will come in sometimes and help on the nights where like they'll do a clinic for our local, um, you know, Spanish population and to have the young people come and build their transcripts, you know, with some wonderful volunteer hours. 
with basic basic Spanish skills. So that's I love that. Um, like the idea of we we can learn a language not because we have to have it on the transcript, which a lot of kids do. Um, but it makes the world a better place. It, makes it does. Us and it, so. it, yeah, it deepens, it enriches your life because, mm. you know, friendships come out of that, that they wouldn't otherwise happen. And it sets mm. you apart. And, and what else do we want to yeah. be but set apart? Yes, absolutely. All right. Are there other reasons a person, a young person might want to learn Spanish? Absolutely. So brain health, quick wittedness, memory, interpersonal communications. It's just, uh, think of learning a second language, like um, doing basic foundational exercises. Mm -hmm. So for a basketball player, you know, running laps, um, doing push-ups, things like that. Do I need to do push-ups every day to win the game? No, that's not going to win the game. But because you did the push-ups, it makes those other things work better, right? Yes. Same idea. So this is a background exercise in your brain mm -hmm. that helps you to memorize all kinds of facts, science, history. All of your scores are going to go up. Mm -hmm. um, your interpersonal relationships, it's connecting synapses in your brain. So you're able to read people's faces better, their mm -hmm. tone better, um, especially mm -hmm. for boys who are sometimes kind of, they're kind of lost, right? They're like, mm -hmm. I don't know, is she angry, happy, or sad? I have no idea what's happening right now. And so yeah. these are the background muscles that they need yeah. to fire those synapses that simply don't, nothing else does it. Mm -hmm. Math facts don't do it. Art, music, nothing does it. It's part right up here in the front part of your head and it stays gray and shriveled unless you wake it up with a second language. You know, that's, that's, I, I love the psychology end of things. I'm a counselor, so I like that. Oh, okay, good. And, and we know that, that our, our brains are enormously complicated and that if you exercise the different parts of your brain, it helps in all different ways. So, you know, get one part strengthened. Yes. Um, it's going to help other parts of the brain. And I did not know that about learning a world language helps exercise some of your, your, oh golly, what part of the prefrontal cortex, something. You know? I know, it's in the front. Yeah. I know, I can, I can point it to on a map. Yeah. <laughs> and it, But it makes sense. And so the, the way the interpersonal skills, the reading, the yes. logic, critical thinking that, that you need to learn a world language is going to strengthen a bunch of different areas in your brain and uh, right. good infrastructure. Right. Yeah. Infrastructure is a good way to put it because it's not it's so different than every other language, um, science, history, mm -hmm. those are facts and mm -hmm. you do apply them, but it's mm -hmm. very different than the tool of mm -hmm. communication. And mm -hmm. so it's that mm -hmm. second language that causes you to communicate and wakes mm -hmm. it up in a way that nothing else can. Um, mm -hmm. ASL doesn't quite even work the same way. ASL mm -hmm. works, but, mm -hmm. it's, but it's not like if, oh, like dementia patients, if they're bilingual, they're mm -hmm. 10 years older than the average dementia patient. Oh, you get interesting. 10 more years. You get a decade more of brain health, memory, long-term memory, short-term memory, and cognitive abilities, taking care of your extremities, being able to use your fingers, yeah. walking, steadiness, all that stuff. If you're bilingual, you have a decade more of healthy life than the monolingual counterpart. I am so working on my world languages. <laughs> I, I, I play with them, but that makes me re even more motivated. Yeah. I'll have to send you a flip-flop Spanish and you can move oh, around. I'm going to therapy. do that. Be great. <laughs> I'm going to do that. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay. Any other reasons why we might want to motivate that might help our teens? 
think the best thing is is that it's cool. Like it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's super cool to be able to order in another language, to be able to understand something that other people can't. Um, it's it's something like like being able to play guitar when nobody else can, or being able to play piano, or yeah. it's like a, kind of a hidden talent that you don't walk around wearing a badge on it. Everybody expects you to know your math, and and you should have read these classics, and mm-hmm. you should be at this reading level, and your handwriting should look like this. But nobody mm-hmm. expects you to be fluent or yeah. close to fluent in a second, yeah. especially in Spanish. Yeah. And they and it's it's like whoa, you can help. Yeah. That's like a yeah. it's like a superpower. Yeah. And so. Um, I think, you know, for, for teens that say, yeah, I want to be different. Because mm-hmm. Americans yeah. aren't. They just aren't. Yes. Yeah, oh, absolutely. All right. So, so you know, if we just shared this little part of this podcast episode with our teens, you would have some motivated teens. I hope and so. Now let's think about, like, tell about, okay. All right. A lot of Spanish curriculum, not all of it, but a lot of it is a textbook Mm-hmm. that's grammar heavy mm-hmm. or throws you into immersion mm-hmm. with not much structure. And so teens get very frustrated. Yes. Um, so tell us about how flip-flop Spanish works. So we know there's some flashcards and some flip-flop yes. in. So tell, tell us how, right. how it is, a because I know it's a unique program. Right. So I didn't think about it, I, but I'll go ahead and let's see. I, I have this in front of me. Let me see. I, I didn't prepare, but I have my little cards here. So here's the necesito card, right? Here's, uh-huh. um, let's see if I can do this. I need uh-huh. necesito. Uh-huh. And then you can say, I need, what is that? A pencil? El lapis. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So now you got a sentence. Necesito el lapis. So it's training your brain to think in Spanish rather than read uh-huh. and translate. Uh-huh. If you start with see it and say it, which is the curriculum that leads you through it, it's, it's going to feel little to you. It's going to feel mm-hmm. easy because it works for three-year-olds all the mm-hmm. way up to ninth and 10th graders. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still start with it. On the back, we do have the Spanish, English, and the mm-hmm. phonetic spelling. Mm-hmm. So if you want to, you can, but you want to train your brain to think in Spanish, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. read and translate. Mm-hmm. Once you start laying those sentences out, you're training your brain, right? Muscle memory, learning how to mm-hmm. whatever, serve a tennis ball or bounce a basketball. Mm-hmm. Now your brain can do it. That way, when you get to the textbook, and I do have, I don't have it with me, but I, my high school level of Spanish geniuses is a mm-hmm. video course. I'm mm-hmm. the teacher. So if you mm-hmm. don't like me, don't subscribe because I'm the one that's teaching it. <laughs> <laughs> but Spanish geniuses is the mm-hmm. one that does have a textbook. It has mm-hmm. paragraphs. You mm-hmm. do have to memorize uh, vocabulary and mm-hmm. it, there's grammar. Because that's, you have to do that to get you a high school credit. Yeah. But if you start yeah. with your mm-hmm. flashcards mm-hmm. and you're just putting together sentences and you get to say things like here's um we can change it up you know so now you're using the series model necesito las llaves and so you're able to say a whole sentence but you get to build you know build it uh, yeah. with pictures no writing no drill yeah that's the beginning give yourself the five weeks i have a little quick start guide for just the green sets so you don't have to do the whole curriculum maybe you're a junior and you're like whoa i didn't do see it and say it uh. i don't want to struggle I have a five-week quick start guide. Mm-hmm. Then you go into the high school curriculum, and you're going to be amazed at how you're not overwhelmed. Um, it's it it's not grammar heavy. I won't say it's grammar heavy, but it's definitely got grammar in it. Because you have to, like, you have, you have to. to have some grammar. But what the 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 unique thing about flip flop Spanish is that you're learning, you're starting out in thinking in pictures and sentences. Yes. And then going to the mechanics. Yes. And that's, so you get used that's, to the pattern. Yeah. So here we have, I need the keys. And now we can mm-hmm. say, 
I need to find, necesito encontrar las llaves. So with just very simple photos, and you're learning one card at a time. This right here is even fast. Um, and you're usually moving it around on the table. I just have my little stand uh, because I'm trying to learn German. And so I put the I put the German cards oh, up yeah. on the windowsill. And so we have flip-flop German, we have flip-flop French. But um, oh, did you really? Going, oh, yeah. no, I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. We don't have the whole curriculum yet. We yeah. just have the green set. Uh -huh. um, but once I find a native speaker or somebody that I can trust who's uh -huh. very fluent to do it, then we'll have the whole curriculum. It's just I want to vet it. I want to make sure I'm confident right. in anything we put out. Right, right. That's awesome. Yeah, so I I just, one, I like Suzanne. And they, <laughs> they it helps if you like the teacher, you yeah. know, like, like for those who are just listening to the podcast, you can hear the smile on your face. <laughs> so those who get to watch the video, you've got the, you get to see her smile. Oh, I didn't think about that. I'm showing you the cards and I forgot y'all are listening. Sorry. Uh, well, there's folks watching the video and those that are, are listening on the podcast can hear you say it. So it's okay. all good. Okay. All right. So Susan, this is, I, I am so inspired and um, I, my kids are all grown. So now I, I'm just going to learn it. All right. So tell us how to get in touch with you. How did they find Flip Flop Spanish? So flipflopspanish.com is the best way. That's where you're going to start. And you'll see um, whole family Spanish, which will have the whole curriculum. It's a two-year curriculum for everybody together with those flashcards. As young as three, all the way up to, um, you know, senior citizens will benefit. And then on there, too, you can find Spanish geniuses. Um, and then that will go to the video subscription. So if you just have ninth and 10th graders and higher, then, mm -hmm. then do the video course. You don't have mm -hmm. to do the two-year curriculum first. But if you have anybody younger than ninth grade, yeah. start with flashcards. Make it easy yeah. and fun. And there's games and there's charades and Pictionary. It's so fun. By the time they get to high school, it'll be second nature. Right. Yeah. And then for our teens, they can look up and take the, the Spanish geniuses. And they'll get the inspiration, but also then the mechanics that they will need yes. to. So, yeah. yes. Any other place you got Facebook or yes, I got yeah. Facebook is flip flop Spanish. Um, and I combined the pages together cause it was too much. So I flip flop Spanish yeah. and Spanish geniuses all on one page. Good. And then, um, I'm on Instagram. You can find flip flop Spanish there. And I think those are my main two that I'm active on, but you can always email me. It doesn't get outsourced to India or anything. It comes right to me and I will answer you within 24 hours typically. Very good. And we'll just put links to all of that in the show notes. So, so let's get our teens, let them think about like, okay, this is a wonderful way to change the world, to be yes. a, a, a happy person, but also income wise, it could be a definite asset to be bilingual in Spanish. So contact Susan at, at Suzanne at Flip Flop Spanish and one of these days, we'll get to go to conferences again yeah. and see each other there. And we'll sit up and eat snacks and talk till midnight. So That'd be great. Yeah. Thanks, Suzanne. So this has been the Homeschool High School podcast brought to you by 7sistershomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Thank you, Seth, for editing. And we will see everybody next week.